Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. on my website recoveryradiokmp3.com and to get the books go to sarcasticbigbook.com and as always I'm so glad you're here with me I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle but here we are you and me I am glad for that I'm grateful I have no desire to drink today talking about it with someone yesterday, how somebody who's new and struggling and I asked him, is there a kind of food that you don't like? And they told me they didn't like cottage cheese. I said, when you go to the grocery store, do you have to psych yourself up? About the cottage cheese? Do you have to call people and say, I'm going to be around cottage cheese? Do you have to avoid the cottage cheese aisle? Do you have to tell yourself not to have the cottage cheese? Remind yourself that you don't want it? I mean, if we keep in fit spiritual condition... Our relationship with alcohol is just like our relationship with food that we just don't like. It's pretty wild. So to keep in fit spiritual condition is my number one priority in all of life. Because that allows me to put recovery first. I'm so glad you're hanging out with me. It really means a lot to me. I just wake up three times a week and do this in my home. And um, I'm always so happy when somebody writes or somebody tells me that it helps them or helped them. Um, You know, it's just rad. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is incredible. So, I'm going to continue with our reading. I'm just going to jump right into it. 
Look at that. I am doing a line-by-line -line reading of Chapter 2, There is a Solution. Today is Part 3 of this, starting on page 25, the first full paragraph. So if you want to go get your uh, book, we'll wait. We'll all wait for you. First full paragraph. There is a solution. It's in italics. Almost none of us liked the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings which the process requires for its successful consummation. I love that they put almost there. Almost none of us liked it. I can imagine they're standing around writing the big book and they're like, none of us like this. And one guy in the back's like, no, I liked it. You know, I liked it. I liked leveling my pride and I liked self-searching. I, I loved confessing my shortcomings. They're like, okay, okay, almost, almost none of us liked. It's funny. As if. Almost none of us liked the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved. There it is again. I keep saying this. <clears throat> that there is a problem that gets solved. Which makes the whole, I'm so-and-so and I'm the problem, or I'm an alcoholic and I'm the problem, it makes that very confusing for a newcomer. There's a problem that gets solved. When, therefore, the problem... When therefore we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us to do but pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we've been rocketed into, into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this and nothing less that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we can never do by ourselves. The great fact is just this and nothing less. We have had deep and effective spiritual experiences that have revolutionized our whole attitude toward everything. This isn't a little tweak that happens. If you were seriously as alcoholic as we were, we believe there's no middle-of-the-road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible. And if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. 
And these two choices seem like a no-brainer at first because the first choice is so bad. But the second choice, weird as it is, I think is even harder. was for me. We are in a position where life was becoming impossible. If we had passed into the region from which there's no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One, go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could. Sounds terrible. But even harder is the other, to accept spiritual help. Accepting spiritual help for me was really, really difficult. You don't like that person? Ask them if they want some coffee and sit next to them. Feeling disconnected from the meeting? Why don't you greet? Somebody's pissing you off? Ask God how you can be helpful to them. If you're distracted by that statement, which when I when I have this conversation, a lot of times people are like, they imagine they're an abuser or somebody horrendous, and they imagine like bringing them coffee, and that's not that's not what I mean. Big book's very clear. We're not we stand on our own feet. We don't crawl before anyone. Definitely don't put ourselves in a position to be. Abused, harmed, mistreated. But accepting spiritual help is tough. I feel off. Write an inventory. I don't want to. Okay. This we did except spiritual help, that is, because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. Not because someone was cramming it down our throat, making us do this. Sometimes that helps people, for sure. Book will talk about that more later. A certain American businessman had ability, good sense, and a high character. For years, he had floundered from one sanitarium to another. He had consulted the best-known American psychiatrists. Then he had gone to Europe, placing himself in the care of the celebrated physician, the psychiatrist, Dr. Young, who prescribed for him. Though experience had made him skeptical, he finished his treatment with unusual confidence. His physical and mental condition were unusually good. Above all, he believed 
he had acquired such a profound knowledge of the inner workings of his mind and its hidden springs that relapse was unthinkable. Nevertheless, he was drunk in a short time. More baffling still, he could give himself no satisfactory explanation for his fall. So he went to the best psychiatrist in America, or one of them, still considered one of the greatest minds ever. And he, he had amazing therapy. And he, and he just was so happy because he understood himself and his mind and its inner working so well, he could not relapse. But he drank again and had no idea why. So he returned to this doctor whom he admired and asked him point blank why he could not recover. He wished above all things to regain self-control. He seemed quite rational and well-balanced with respect to other problems. Yet he had no control whatever over alcohol. Why was this? He begged the doctor to tell him the whole truth, and he got it. In the doctor's judgment, he was utterly hopeless. He could never regain his position in society, and he'd have to place himself under lock and key or hire a bodyguard if he expected to live long. That was the great physician's opinion. But this man still lives, and he's a free man. He does not need a bodyguard, nor is he confined. He can go anywhere on this earth where other free men may go without disaster, provided he remains willing to maintain a certain simple attitude. A certain simple attitude. This is not difficult. This is not, I should say, this is not fussy and complicated solution. This whole thing. Some of our readers may think they can do without spiritual help. Let us tell you the rest of the conversation our friend had with his doctor. The doctor said, You have the mind of a chronic alcoholic. I have never seen one single case recover where that state of mind existed to the extent that it does in you. Our friend felt as though the gates of hell had closed on him with a clang. He said to the doctor, Is there no exception? Yes, replied the doctor. There is. Exceptions to cases such as yours have been occurring since early times. Here and there, once in a while, alcoholics have had what are called vital spiritual experiences. To me, these occurrences are phenomenal. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men, were suddenly cast to one side and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. In fact, I have been trying to produce such, some such emotional rearrangement with you. With many individuals, the methods which I have employed are successful, but I have never been successful with an alcoholic of your description. Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved, for he had reflected that, after all, he was a good church member. This hope, however, was destroyed by the doctors telling him that while his religious convictions were very good, in his case, they did not spell the necessary vital spiritual experience. Here was the terrible dilemma 
in which our friend found himself when he had the extraordinary experience, which, as we had already told you, made him a free man. We in turn sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. What seemed at first to be a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given us, or if you will, prefer, if you prefer, a design for living that really works. The distinguished American psychologist William James, in his book Varieties of Religious Experience, indicates a multitude of ways in which men have discovered God. We have no desire to convince anyone that there's only one way by which faith can be acquired. If what we have learned and felt and seen means anything at all, it means that all of us, whatever our race, creed, and color, are the children of a living creator with whom we may form a relationship upon simple and understandable terms as soon as we are willing and honest enough to try. Those having religious affiliations will find nothing here disturbing their beliefs or ceremonies. There is no friction among us over such matters. We think it no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify with as individuals. This should be an entirely personal affair, which each one decides for himself in the light of past associations or his present choice. Not all of us join religious bodies, but most of us favor such memberships. In the following chapter, there appears an explanation of alcoholism, as we understand it. Then a chapter addressed to the agnostic. Many who once were in this class are now among our members. Surprisingly enough, we find such convictions no great obstacle to spiritual experience. Further on, clear-cut directions are given, showing how we recovered. These are followed by 42 personal experiences. Each individual in the personal story describes in his own language from his own point of view, the way he established his relationship with God. These give a fair cross-section of our relationship, of our membership and a clear-cut idea of what actually happened in their lives. We hope that no one will consider these self-revealing accounts in bad taste. Our hope is that many alcoholic men and women desperately in need will see these pages, and we believe that it is only by fully disclosing ourselves and our problems that they will be persuaded to say, Yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. There it is. There is a solution. Pretty incredible chapter. Lots of good stuff. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say that everything is okay. Hope you have an amazing weekend. I really do. I'm out of here. I'm going to go lift up a diesel. And then stretch. Got to get ready for a big photo shoot. Summer's coming. I know it's only March, but 
my agent starts preparing me for all the swimsuit stuff that's coming up. Very risque swimsuit stuff coming up. There's a bikini line that I'm designing called, Is This Sober? Is This Even Sober? And it's just right on the front side. <laughs> All right. I'm out of here. Thank you so much for listening. If this is helping you, tell somebody about it. Leave a review somewhere. And uh, send me an email, sarcasticbigbuck at gmail.com. Send me a message on Instagram. And uh, that's it. Gone. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that's worth saving.